I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am one of the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, and I'm here today to present episode 63 of the Pod Bible Podcast. This is the show where we talk to different podcasters every week. We have three of them. Um, first up, we have somebody talking about their show, and then we have some lovely recommendations, and we're very much looking forward to presenting them to you shortly. Uh, last week, if you missed out, we had uh, a lovely lineup. We had the host of Yellow Cup podcast, Toby Rachel Akingbade. Uh, then we had recommendations from Greg Jenner from You're Dead to Me and Maddie Moat from Maddie Sound Explorers. So go and check that out if you haven't already. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a reminder, really. If you have ever thought about getting into podcasting, then we have a brilliant new series that is out now. It's called How to Make a Podcast. It's been put together by us, the team at Pod Bible. It's presented, hosted by Scroobius Pip, who gives uh, lots of his own insight from uh, his time putting out distraction pieces, of course. And it's available now exclusively on Himalaya Learning. Himalaya Learning is a fantastic platform that has all sorts of audio courses on it. Um, and if you'd like to have a listen to our course or others like it, you can go to Himalaya.com forward slash pod uh, and enter the promo code POD. So that's pod again at checkout to get your first 14 days free. So at the moment we have uh, the trailer and the first episode that are on the website and you can just go and listen to those right now at himalaya.com forward slash pod. Uh, if you want to check out the other episodes, I think we've got uh, episode two, three, and four. We've got episode five coming out on Tuesday, so tomorrow. Uh, if you want to listen to those, then use the promo code and you get 14 days to listen to as much as you like, including all the other courses that they have available as well. So that is himalaya.com forward slash pod and then use the promo code pod at checkout. All right, let's get on with today's episode. So first up, our main guest for today is the host of a very funny podcast, Desert Island Dicks. It's Daniel. Okay, I am joined today over the internet, of course, by Dan from Desert Island Dicks. How are you? Good, mate. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. We are here to talk all about Desert Island Dicks. So firstly, um, for anybody who's listening who has never heard of the podcast, what is it? What, what do you get up to? Well, we get guests on to pick the uh, worst people and things they could be stuck with on a desert island. So the premise is their plane has crashed. They're left with the three worst people in the world for them. Their worst food and drink is all that's available. And the plane's entertainment system works, but only um, plays their worst film and song. And then they also get the island overrun by the worst animal ever as well. So it's kind of a, a, a big melting pot of awful things specific to our guest. That sounds know. absolutely terrible. But I guess that's, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I've had guests say that they find it quite sort of cathartic and therapeutic, um, you know, just to be able to kind of sit there and rant for you know, the best part of an hour. So, yeah, I look at it like, even though on paper it sounds like quite a negative thing, it's always, you know, we always have quite a laugh and it sort of feels quite calming in a sort of funny way. I bet. 
I know that there are a lot of podcasts out there that try and be uber positive about everything, but you, you just can't be like that at all times. And I think, it, it, as you say, it's, it is cathartic. It's nice to have a little bit of a rant, get it out of your system occasionally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as time goes by, sometimes I do just think, God, what am I throwing into the world here? Am I just creating negative things? But I think, as I say, you know, the other side of it is that, you know, we laugh a lot, hopefully, but we entertain people quite a lot. And I suppose you know, at the core of it is kind of a bit of a belief of like, you know, I don't know, I personally just want everything to be nice and stress-free and, you know, so it's kind of almost like calling out the crap things in life and sort of asking why things couldn't be better, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I don't know, we do also rant a little bit as well. I can't pretend it's like a fully <laughs> fully positive thing. I think when you consider the worst possible thing that could happen, then everything seems slightly rosier afterwards. So I, th- I think it's a good thing you're doing, Dan. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, you do have a guest for each episode. Would you be able to tell us about some of the guests you've had, maybe some of the standouts or some of the most angry or uh, funniest? <laughs> We've done around 130 now. So I I took over the show fairly recently from uh, back in sort of March from James, who's my friend who came up with the, the podcast originally. Um, mm-hmm. So between us, we've done pretty well. Um, I mean, recent standouts for me were uh, Nigel Planer. I was really excited to have on because I've always been a massive fan of the young ones. Um, Great. Uh, recently, we had Poppy Hillstead as well, who was um, a lot of people know from Gossip Mongers, but she's just started her own podcast, which is really good as well. Um, yeah. So she was really good. And I tell you, Bobby Friction was one, one of my favourites, actually, the, the radio presenter, just because he was one where I was excited to have him on, but sometimes people just absolutely surpass your expectations. And um, you just kind of end up thinking, I'd really like to go out with you for a drink. I just think he'd just be the funniest person to be with on a night out. And um, the stories he came out with are extraordinary about sort of having confrontations with uh, his halls at uni with the sheriff of Nottingham, who is actually a real person that still exists, apparently. So things like that are really good, just nice little surprises. But yeah, I mean, as I say, we've got sort of about 130 now. So if I scroll through my phone and have a look at them, there's just so many that I've enjoyed doing, like Tony Law and Jade Adams and people. So, uh, yeah, it'll keep you going for a long while, I think. Great. So, uh, as you said, you sort of recently took over. I take it you were a big fan and a listener, as it was your friend who made it beforehand. Are there any episodes from before you were recording that that really stood out for for you? Yeah, um, there was a Christmas special he did with Tom Allen, uh, which was in front of a live audience in uh, in London, which was really good. I think... um, who else have I really enjoyed? Jake Yap as well was, I think, one of my all-time favourites. Um, I mean, he's, he's a writer who's done loads of funny things. He used to write for Nevermind the Boscocks and loads more besides. And he just absolutely sort of got into the spirit of things and had just such detailed arguments for it. And Sam Delaney, I think, was a really good one as well. Um, there's been so many. And I think a lot. what's quite nice is we, we managed to get quite a lot of the sort of up-and-coming comics as well as the big ones as well. And it's so sometimes you just stumble across someone. You might have only sort of seen a few clips of theirs online and then you sort of get to chat to them and, and just find out how hilarious they are as well. So, yeah, there's been yeah. A, a, a nice range, I think, of... Uh, not just comics as well, but, um, you know, we've had people like um, Stuart Heritage, who's a writer for The Guardian, who I always think is hilarious, and sort of getting him on was really fun as well. And so, yeah, we've, Excellent. we've done, done all right, I think. Fantastic, OK. And do you think that you've got your list nailed down, or are you quite often sort of persuaded by, by the guests who come on and argue their cases and <laughs> keep changing your list? Or how's that working out? Well, 
Uh, to be honest, I've, I actually had a go myself once because when James came up with the format and we were working together mm. um, at the time, and he's somebody who comes up with ideas all the time. And when he came up with this one, I was like, that's the one you have to go with. This is such a good idea. I'm quite cross I didn't have it myself. And then he'd keep coming up with new ideas and I have to keep reining him back in. Just go, no, 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 do Desert Island Dicks. Forget everything else. <laughs> do this one now. And so the first time he wanted to try it out i did a sort of pilot episode with him where i got to pick a few guests but i shouldn't say guests really choices to be confined to an island of, of misery mm. but yeah all the time i've got a little list in my phone of thinking if i had my time again this is who i'd put on and it, the list is growing like all the time but um yeah i had i had a little go i think sometimes it very much depends on your state of mind at the day and and often guests sort of come on and they'll pick something really controversial like um we had uh stevie martin and gina martin who do the might delete later podcast yes um, they're our most recent guests and for the food choice they picked chips and i was thinking that's probably one of the most controversial choices we've ever had but by the time <laughs> they both passionately argued for why they think they're you know a rubbish food i was like okay i do actually sort of understand why why you think like this you know so i'm open to uh to being swayed in my opinions you know chips on a desert island surely would be awful for things like seagulls as well so it's just making the whole experience even worse that's another good point yeah absolutely mm. i hadn't thought of the seagulls <laughs> <laughs> excellent and um what about plans moving forward obviously we touched upon the fact that you know you're up and running recording online so things are sort of easier in that way are, are you just looking to produce more of the same and hopefully uh, get some more of your dream guests involved yeah well we're always sort of pushing for for more people because we you know we put it out every single week so we're always kind of looking for the next person and people that we want on there but uh yeah we want to get into doing more live shows as well um we've done a couple of those in the past obviously pre-covid mm. it looks now that uh, it's quite an awkward time isn't it because it looks like certain people are sort of venturing out and putting on nights and things like that um and it just depends on on how things how things change from here on out yeah definitely want to do more live shows together we also got a um a companion podcast coming out uh some point later this year which is going to be a sort of more of a listener generated version of it called compact dicks so Perfect. that's <laughs> so that's <laughs> Wait, gonna... did you come up with the the title before you came up with the format actually for once <laughs> for once it was the other way around so desert okay. island dicks was definitely a title before the format existed yeah but this with this sort of a uh, companion podcast we um it managed to come up in a brainstorm we were having i say brainstorm sort of semi-drunken chat is, is yeah. more accurate but um yeah so that's gonna happen alongside desert island dicks where we'll kind of get more contributions from social media and listener interactions because loads of people always kind of go oh that's who i'd pick or like i can't believe you let this person get in and not not this mm. person so i think it'd be nice to to open it up a bit to listeners as well and, and get some more content out there lovely always good to get some listener interaction going on so yeah big fan of that cool all right, Dan. Well, thank you so much uh, for telling us all about Desert Island Dicks. If listeners want to go and check that out, I assume it's just available everywhere. But are you on social media as well? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DicksPod. But yeah, otherwise we're on all the platforms you'd usually get your podcast from. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Daniel, for coming on the podcast and discussing Desert Island Dicks. I'm sure a lot of you are now considering the uh, people or things or whatever it might be that you would want to uh, send to your island. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, options at the moment. Um, let's have a break, think more about your choices, and then we'll come back with some recommendations. 
Right, so let's get some people to tell us about podcasts that they love. And we're going to start off with Chris Warburton, um, who many of you will know from Five Live, but he's also presented and produced some fantastic podcasts over the years. His most recent one, his newest one, is called Ecstasy at the Battle of Rave. Uh, he and Danny Brocklehurst were on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago talking about that. Um, but now Chris is going to be recommending one of his favourite shows and uh, Danny is going to get involved as well. So let's go and have a listen. Right, so it's recommendation time now, and we're here with Chris Warburton from uh, Ecstasy, The Battle of Rave, uh, and many other things. Chris, how are you? Bit of Five Live in there as well. Yes, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Adam. Very good. Well, first of all, actually, do you listen to many other podcasts when you're not making them yourself? Yeah, I listen to quite a lot. I'm more somebody who gets into factual podcasts, I would say, series-based mm-hmm. stuff, the kind of stuff we probably make. Uh, so some of the stuff that's come out from Five Live, where I work as well, I think has been excellent. So the Hurricane Tapes, for example, mm. Paradise by Dan Maudsley, really, really good podcast there. Manhunt, which was uh, Peter Blexley and Mark Sandell. Mark produced a podcast I did called Beyond Reasonable Doubt as well. That is excellent. So a lot of those, yeah. I'm well into my music as well. So quite a lot of music podcasts I'll listen to. I'm not such a fan. It, it seems that, you know, you look at the kind of, top 30 podcasts and it just seems these days that so many are dominated by the celebrity interview type podcasts with slightly different takes on yeah their kind of way of going about it that's not really so much for me I just I find it difficult to pick a particular celebrity that I want to necessarily engage with I'm more about listening to factual stuff to kind of learn about a period of time that I might not have known so much about. And some of them are so beautifully produced these days as well. It can just be a phenomenal standard that we've got to in podcasting, I think. Totally agree. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, and this leads nicely on to the, to the podcast that I know you're going to recommend. Um, I should also say that uh, one of the other men behind uh, your wonderful Ecstasy, the Battle of Rave series, is also here. Danny Brocklehurst, hello. 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 I just I thought I'd mention that you're <laughs> hi, here. Hi, hi. Hello. 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 This is uh, obviously Chris is going to be talking about his podcast, but you, you might want to chip in and uh, you might want to question him. You might want to grill Chris about why he likes it. Who knows? I'm not about that. <laughs> so Chris, I completely uh, agree. I completely agree with what he's just said. Though I was, I, I, I feel the same. Like okay. um, that, that sometimes you know these celebrity podcasts, it's almost like they're enjoying the experience more than the listener, and I find that a little bit um, off-putting. As yes. A, as a, you know, it's a fine line. But don't, don't yes. you think, I mean, right. Sorry. I know you don't want to get too caught up. No, let's do it. Let's talk do it. about it's it fine. loads. Is that <laughs> you, you get the impression that with some of them and I'm not, you know, who, who am I to question any of this? And I'm sure if I was given the opportunity, I would take it like that. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of sometimes with them get the impression that they've, they've got the celebrity in mind. They think, right, well, we'll have a podcast revolved around this person. Mm. And now we need to try and think of the way that we're going to make it different to the last one we did with a different celebrity, you know? So it's yeah. not actually yeah. thinking this is a, a, a kind of way of going about the podcast that we think the listeners are going to find entertaining and then let's find the right person to present it. It's the other yeah, way around. Yeah. It's, it's about the celebrity and then trying to find a way of making a vehicle for them. Is that yeah, harsh? Absolutely. Is that really harsh? I don't no, know. No, I think that's right. I think I think that is right. I think uh, I think a lot of people now, particularly uh, people who are trying to sign people exclusively, are just thinking, right, who's a massive name? 
let's get them tied up and, get then, them on board. and then we'll think about what they'll do after. But, but then, but then, but then who the hell are we to question this? Because they seem to be really, really popular. Well, yeah. And that's the name of the game. So I, I don't want to be a, a snob about it just because we toil away and no, exactly. <laughs> craft something over <laughs> nine months. And actually people really want to listen to just people having a nice chat. And And at the end of the day, look at, chat shows that's kind of what it is it's an extension of what used to be massive tv fodder i guess isn't it and it's those it's those massive names that will bring people who didn't even know about podcasts over you know and and then they'll uh, be on a podcast app that they hadn't even downloaded and then they'll Mm. see what else is available that's true they they, uh, they bring them in go on danny what do you want to say no 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 i mean everything's got its place of course it has but um you know as somebody who works predominantly in drama and does you know we do spend a lot of time crafting these things and mm. be that tv or, or what, what we've done in the, in our podcast you know I, I do think that you don't want people always to just be going to kind of celebrity driven things you know you, you, you hope that there's a, a really nice mix of material out there yeah it's the art you see for danny it's the, the art. art it is anyway sorry I mean, just, just, <laughs> sorry, just a little bit of a digression there isn't yeah it? yeah yeah that's all right well the pressure's on now chris you need to make sure you have picked something very arty and uh it's yeah, quite arty, something with yeah. a lot of integrity but uh no yeah. we will yeah I mean, what, what <laughs> podcast are you picking so i'm picking one which i've been listening to recently which is from the world service called the bomb i got turned on to this because I, I also present on Radio 5 Live on the BBC and um, we did a kind of preview piece on it. It is the story of essentially the build-up to the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima and the producer, Glyn Tansley, who's done a phenomenal job on it. It's beautifully produced and one of the leading contributors as well. I got a chance to speak to them for around about half an hour. It was on the one of the anniversaries of the of the dropping of the bomb and that was the kind of reason why I was talking to them. And that switched me onto this pod and it is such a nice piece of work and it is one of those examples. Now, there'll be people who might be listening to this now and there were certainly people when we were talking about it on the radio who will say, I knew this story, I knew it inside out. Now look, I did a politics degree. Yeah, big deal, whatever. But we we talked about these kind of geopolitical things, the end of the war and all that mm. kind of stuff. But, you know, you do it in quite broad terms, don't you? You do it in terms of the nations at play, I, I guess, and, yeah. and, and how they were rubbing up against each other. Um, this concentrates much more on the individuals and the responsibility that they felt at that moment in time. Uh, in particular, a scientist called Zalard, who really was the man who began to appreciate the implications of the nuclear process, yeah, and uh, what that could then mean in terms of a country getting hold of sort of atomic capabilities. And it's the story of him trying to warn the authorities, really, all the way up to the President of the United States as to what they were potentially dealing with. And unless they got proper management of the situation, they could be beaten to it by the Nazis. They had all of these kind of expectations of where they felt the Nazis might be in a similar kind of race. A lot of that wasn't always necessarily true. But it was also fascinating the way they talk about the scientific community, in particular this man, Zalard rubbing up against the military, you know, which mm. <laughs> it doesn't surprise you really, but they're very different priorities. They're suspicions of each other as well. And sometimes the way in which the scientific community was dealt with by the military, are obviously a very, very suspicious and tense moment in global history. And I just thought it was 
absolutely fascinating to get to the point that it gets to. As I say, it's beautifully produced. They use really, really good audio, which takes you into the moment in time and history that they're describing really, really well. They've spoken to people right at the heart of the whole thing. Um, The experts they speak to as well, you know, are just absolutely steeped in knowledge. And again, it's just another example of what BBC podcasting can do when it's at its best, I think. You know the kind of stuff you're going to get from the world service whether it's mm. you know going to the moon or whether it's you know some of their true crime stuff it's it's always of a really really high caliber it's a proper serious listen from proper serious journalists right and and, and it sounds fantastic is it is it one of those series that you find that you wanted to binge or is it one way you sort of need a little bit of breathing space to sort of digest what you've taken in between episodes i think the latter okay i'm not really a massive binger anyway if i'm honest I know lots of people have ended up binging hours, which is great. But uh, nah, I, I like to listen, take it in, have a little think, uh, and then get back to it as well. I also find it's tricky, isn't it? Because I had, a, I had a friend who said to me once, and you don't want to hear this. I had a friend who said to me, I was making my second podcast. And, and podcasts weren't like as, as massive as they are now. And he, he said, uh, are you still doing the old podcast? Right? And I was like, yeah, he's, um, he's a big muso, this guy. And he just said to me, he went, yeah. He goes, podcasts, mate. He goes, they're for people who've just got bored of listening to music. Uh, <laughs> I said, well, I don't think so, really. That's a fundamental misunderstanding. Uh, however, I am someone who listens to an awful lot of music and I try to keep on top of new music and I love kind of digging in the crates for old music as well. Mm. That takes up a lot of time, man. Sure does, It takes up a lot of time. And also, because I work in news and sport, you've got to keep on top of all of that as well. So no, I, I choose to listen to podcasts in a sparing uh, but dedicated fashion when I come across something I really like. It sounds as if you go for things that have a finite number of episodes as well. So, I mean, you know, we were talking about celebrity interviews. A lot of these podcasts are releasing uh, episodes every single week and have been going for yeah. years. I so at least I think like with the bomb, what is it? Sort of six episodes or I eight episodes? Something like eight, that? I think in total. That's fine for me. Yeah. I can't understand how people find I mean, Joe Rogan, I've listened to a few. Mm. I, I quite like some of them. It's got to be the right person. But you know, some of these things going on for like three hours, yeah. aren't they? And that would take me, I would, be, I would be going on that for weeks. I'd be like, oh, I better pick up that Joe Rogan interview again. And then it becomes a chore. Does it? Yeah. it becomes something on the list, <laughs> a never ending list of stuff to do. I don't need that in my life. Uh, well, you should try my job. I've, uh, <laughs> I have a long yeah. old list of good podcasts point, to listen good to. Point, good point, good uh, point. Danny, have you listened to The Bomb or are you tempted to, to give it a go now after after hearing Chris talk about it? Well, if Chris recommends it, uh, I, I'm definitely no. not interested. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair play. No, fair it, does play. Sound, it does sound interesting. It, it, it does, actually, yeah. I, I, it just sounds a bit heavy, Chris, but, uh, you know. I like heavy it, stuff. I like, yeah. I mean, look, because I'm presenting news all the time and, you know, constant misery and negative yeah. stuff, <laughs> I, I just like to re- relax with stuff that's, you know, building up to the possible end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks very much for that recommendation, Chris. All right. Cheers, Adam. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Chris. 
that was excellent. Uh, a bit of extra chat there as well. We kind of went off tangent um, a lot during that conversation, but they were just great guys to talk to. So I really enjoyed that. Um, those guys will be back again in a couple of weeks when Danny will be recommending one of his favourite shows. Okay, finally for today, we have uh, another recommendation and it is the return of a previous guest. Dr. Susie Gage was on a long time ago, back when the podcast had just started out. Uh, we spoke to Susie about her podcast, Say Why to Drugs. Uh, she also did some recommendations, but we invited her back because she's great. Uh, she's a, a friend of Pod Bible, and we just wanted to hear what she's been listening to more recently. And uh, here is her first recommendation. Right, it's time for a podcast recommendation, and today I'm joined by the returning Dr. Susie Gage. Hello, Susie. Hello. Uh, of course, um, Susie has her own podcast, Say Why to Drugs, which hopefully a lot of you will have listened to. But you're going to recommend a podcast now, and I believe you're kind of involved with this one. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether you'd let me get away with this, but I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> so this is a podcast that my colleague came up with the idea and set it up, but I've been helping her by doing some of the editing and also doing some of the interviewing as well. I should tell you, it's called the Coping with COVID podcast. And so we started it in, I guess, March this year. Mm -hmm. And it was particularly aimed at medical nursing and allied health professional students, many of whom sort of took breaks from their degrees to go into hospitals, into the NHS during the coronavirus sort of first wave and help out and volunteer and kind of put themselves right on. I mean, I don't really like the term on the front line, but you know what I mean? Like put themselves right there to mm, sort of yeah. use the skills that they were learning to help save people's lives, basically. Wow. We are both psychologists at the University of Liverpool and Helen thought this must be incredibly tough for those students. So maybe we can do some sort of resource that can help provide kind of mental health and well-being support for people who are putting themselves in this situation. And when we started talking about it, we realised actually this is going to have much broader appeal than just the students. And that seems to have been the case so far. So we've made quite a few episodes now. And as well as doing sort of advice episodes, so we've got episodes about managing your alcohol consumption if you're if you're sort of feeling stressed how to improve your sleep mindfulness techniques dealing with uncertainty all of this kind of thing but as well as that helen's also been interviewing the students themselves about their experiences on on covid wards or on wards that aren't covid wards but sort of dealing with ppe dealing with patients not being able to see their family in person all of this kind of thing and what that's like at the time and also reflecting on kind of how that's affected these students thinking about themselves. And we, um, she's also just started interviewing NHS staff as well about their experiences during it too, to kind of show these students that mm. it's tough for them, but it's, it's tough for anyone. So even like even the very seasoned pros in the NHS have found this past year incredibly difficult. I bet. And you, you've appeared on some of the episodes? Yeah, I'm on a couple of them. So I was a expert on one, on the alcohol one. And then I've also conducted a few of the interviews as well. But for the most part, it's very much Helen's Helen's thing. Nice. And yeah. <laughs> how has Helen and well everybody on the team behind it coped with producing a podcast during COVID? So, I mean, have most of the interviews taken place over Zoom, I would imagine? And yeah, there haven't been any face-to-face -face interviews at all on this. Mm. So we've been kind of 
yeah, working out how to do that. I think lots of podcasters are probably finding that a challenge at the moment and trying to work out new ways of working. At least with video calls, you can still see a person. And in a way, it does make the editing easier because you're you're less likely to talk over each other on, on Zoom than you are in person. I, that's my kind of perception of these things anyway, from what I've sort of noticed. But yeah, it's not ideal. It would be much nicer to have these conversations in person. But, you know needs must we're all in this boat at the moment aren't we <laughs> we are we are yes as you can imagine i've recorded a, a lot of these uh these episodes now uh over zoom but you know, on, on the on the plus side it's sort of you, you're getting access to lots of people who who weren't available initially or before or, or didn't want to commute into london to come and have the chat obviously you you used to commute into london for a lot of stuff didn't you and now you're going to stay at home and, and have your meetings on zoom so i mean is that nice it's quite nice going to london sometimes though isn't it so yeah it, yeah i miss that but also that train from liverpool to london is not particularly mm. fun and also no. i am currently eight and a half months pregnant so there is that. having an excuse not to have to go <laughs> to town <laughs> is quite nice as well so i'm sort of i'm torn I definitely, there's lots of things I miss, obviously, like yeah. we all do, but I'm trying to find the positives where I can, because I think you need to, to keep saying. Oh God. Yes. So that's kind of what this podcast is about. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, back to Coping with COVID or the Coping with COVID podcast to give it its full name. Um, as you say, is evolved from what it started out as. Is is there an episode, um, you know, if there's somebody who's got absolutely no links to the NHS or has, has sort of no knowledge in this area or necessarily is studying in this area, is there an episode that you think that they would particularly enjoy? So the ones that I've found the most powerful are where Helen has interviewed students because I have done some of the editing of these episodes. There have been a couple where I found myself like genuinely in tears listening to... The things that these students have sacrificed in order to step up and, and help out. I think there's one with a nurse called Hannah, a nursing student called Hannah. I think it was Hannah, where she was talking about missing out on her 21st birthday, like missing out going back to her family because she stayed in Liverpool to help out in the hospital. And I found myself thinking back to when I was 21 and what I did, and it genuinely made me very emotional. Yeah. Um. So I think those episodes, because all of us probably by now know someone who or know someone who knows someone who's been affected by covid or who's needed to be in hospital during this time or you know that kind of thing and and it's very hard to get an idea of what that might be like but listening to these episodes can really kind of bring it home wow and that's quite powerful and then there's also episodes providing kind of advice i think this is the sleep episode where Helen interviewed a clinical psychologist about ways that we can sort of improve our sleep hygiene and that kind of thing and how why it might be difficult to sleep at certain times and what we can do to help. I found that I learned so much listening to that one. There's a, a good episode about grief and bereavement as well and how challenging that's been for people who have lost loved ones during this time. The usual things that you're kind of advised to do when you're grieving, are seek support and be around people and that kind of thing. And obviously we can't do any, well, we can't do any of that how we normally would at the moment. So, yeah, not properly. So spoke to um, a professor in the psychology department here at Liverpool about her research looking at grief and bereavement and, and how, pe how people can manage that and then thinking about how we can apply some of those ideas in this kind of 
social distance world that we find ourselves living in. So I think those ones are probably where I'd start. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people have turned to podcasts during this period, obviously, as escapism from everything that's been going on and to try and avoid hearing about any of these stories. But there are also people who sort of want to hear about stuff and maybe they want to hear you know, get deeper than the headlines, get deeper than what the new restrictions are and actually get a more personal account of what's been going on in places. So it sounds like this could be the perfect place. Yeah, it really humanises it, I think, because when we, when we see the headlines, it can... I mean, I'm going through phases of either watching hours of news every day or trying to avoid it for weeks at a time. Yeah. And something like this that makes you think, no, th- these these are real people that going through all this while we get the sort of politicians arguing and the lockdowns and mm. and everyone struggling but actually the sort of the human stories of not just the patients but the staff and the students who are working in hospitals as well I think it gives you a completely different angle to it and it makes you think well it made me think about it in a very different way anyway yeah 21 year old student having to deal with that it's unbelievable it is like we owe we owe them such a debt of gratitude we really do <laughs> I know. I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm definitely going to listen to that episode and uh, the whole whole series as a whole sounds fascinating. Uh, so thank you very much, Susie. Well, thank you. Thank you so much to Dr. Susie Gage for that. And you know, as she mentioned, that is a podcast that she is involved in and she has appeared on. But I think it just sounded like a really interesting recommendation for all of us at the moment. So, uh, yeah, coping with covid and uh, have a search for that if you want to have a listen. All right, that brings us to the end of episode 63 of the Pod Bible podcast. I should just remind you again, if you want to check out our series, How to Make a Podcast, you can go to Himalaya.com forward slash pod uh, and use the promo code POD for a free 14-day trial there. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us info at podbiblemag.com or hit us up on social media at podbible. Uh, podbiblemag.com is also where you can read the I was going to say brand new magazine. It's not quite brand new anymore. You know, it's a few weeks now. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not quite hot off the press, but um, if you haven't read it yet, then obviously it's new to you. So you should go and check that out. You can also order it to your door. Uh, if you want the physical copy, we can stick one in the post um, and you can order back issues and you can sign up to our weekly newsletter, which we have uh, sent out to everybody on our mailing list every week. So there's no no excuses really for not being totally clued up with everything that's going on in podcasting at the moment all right thank you so much for listening to me and to our guests for yet another episode uh, until next week all that i need to tell you is that this podcast was produced by the always charming buddy peace see you next week